Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. All right, two Sundays in a row, it's not freezing in here. I love it. It's great. All right. <laughs> All right, let's, let's pray. Lord, we just are so grateful that we can uh, gather together or as a church family or remind us every Sunday is just resurrection day to know that we live by that power, to know that, Lord, there's something unique that takes place when we gather here and we can be here. We can let you speak to us in a way that hopefully we'll leave this place today knowing that whatever we're facing, whatever we're going through, that Jesus, that we have hope and that you never disappoint. Lord, may we continue to live by your truth, which you have given us, which is called your word. We thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to look at the book of John in uh, chapter 8 in just a minute. We're going to look at like, well, we are going to look at God's Word. <laughs> who's lying today and who's telling the truth, right? Well, actually, it depends on uh, you get your truth from you believe what uh, CNN's saying is the truth or you believe what Fox News is saying is the truth, right? We don't know today. It, it's amazing, you know, what we're living in. Anytime I read an article, and I read so much for the week, and anytime I read, it's called Flipboard, which is on your phone. If you have that, it's an app, and, and there's all types of news on there. I immediately go down to see who wrote the article. Because whether I continue to read it or not, I want to know what slant that it has for the article. So it's, it's so hard today to, to tell yourself the truth or recognize what's a lie. Let me give you a very simplistic example. It comes to it comes what we know is called dessert, right? And you all love dessert. We all do, right? And you say to yourself, you know, I'm just going to just eat this one dessert. This is this really won't hurt me, right? And you say that you you say that to yourself, and then the next night you say it again. And then the next night, you say it again. What happens is, all of a sudden, if you don't realize what sugar does to our body, and I'm trying to be careful not to eat too much sugar, and I know I have my weakness with Diet Coke, which most of you know that. But anyways, what it does, they say it's like when, when you, when you uh, digest so much sugar, it's like an explosion that takes place within your body once it goes in that. And you know how you feel afterwards. And then you know how you feel like, you know, an hour later, right? Well, why, why does that happen? Because we say to ourselves, well, this, this, you know, whatever. And, and, and it's like a, it, we don't figure it out. Well, how does that happen? What I'm getting at is this. We have a lie and we have a truth. Truth is, if you can say it in this way, it's authentic. It's real. A, a lie is deception. 
A lie is, and let's look at it as an illustration this way, whether a lot of times in the summer, in the morning, that you go out and there's a fog. And there's a fog over what you actually know is, is real, what actually is there. Now, that's exactly the way in which happens in many ways with a lie. We can't really see. We're going to still walk through this, but there's a fog about it. The truth is still there. But the devil throws so much confusion in there to where even though we know what's there, we're walking in this fog. There's a saying that if someone's been in the military, the fog of war. There's a fog that takes place in your life and my life to where we make those decisions whether we would have never made them if we would have actually seen what is actually the truth. Look at God's word and let's see what happened to Jesus in his day and what he tells us about truth. John chapter 8 verses 42 through 44. Jesus said to them, and he would go back and forth between those who wanted to hear what he had to say and those who didn't want to hear what he had to say. And here we are in verse 42. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceed forth and came from God. Nor have I come from myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of the father, the de- or the, you are of the father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own sources, for he is a liar and the father of it. A verse that we're all very familiar with, as we know, all of you, whether someone knows the Lord, goes to church, doesn't wear, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And you hear that so much in society even somebody quote it, and we often forget that goes back to what Jesus actually, that's actually coming from Jesus when people say that in society. If you know him, you're set free. In God's word, what is a lie? A lie comes from the devil, and he is the father of it. In other words, anything in your life that you know, you kind of have that feeling that you know it's, eh, I don't know if that's right, that, that you know this coming is a lie, I want you to recognize today where that comes from. That comes from the devil. Now, if we're actually on target and we believe that, when we go to know that there's deception out there, we're actually being taken in by it, if we actually start to understand and know and believe, wait a minute, who is the father of this? It's the devil. The devil will always lie to you. There is never one time that he's going to tell you the truth. Not once. So, God's word tells us, and Jesus is saying, I want you to understand whatever I'm telling you, his word today, this book, God's word, 
will always, always tell you the truth. What's happening today is so many people, we always say, pick up the, for five minutes, it'll change your life. Five minutes every day, pick up this word and it will change your life. Because what happens is, what you don't realize and I don't, what Jesus is actually saying, he's saying, you're hearing my words, but you're not listening. The Holy Spirit's been given to you, been given to me. We can actually listen to what God is saying. What happens to your life and my life, we don't even realize it. You ponder that the rest of the day of whatever you're, no matter how busy you're getting, if you have that devotion late at night or early in the morning, no matter what is happening in your life during the day, that's in there. That's inside of you. That's going all around in you. You don't even realize it. But God has placed that in your spirit. He's going to help you. This is important. He's going to help you to see through that fog. What has to happen with life? You know, there's nothing that you and I hate more than someone lying about you. I don't think there's anybody we hate more. I never forget when I was a little kid. And we lived down at the bottom of a hill of allotment. And at the top of the hill, they were, they were building uh, a couple other homes. So you know how you are as kids. You get in your bike and you go, to the, you, know, you go to the top of the hill and you see what's been done that day, right? Then you look and, you know, the, the biggest thing is they, they build that big hole, big hole for the basement, okay? And so next to this big hole in the basement, the excavators had, had this, the big truck had come binary and they're going to, uh, bring the, the dump truck to get it. But there's this boulder. It, I mean, it's got to be about this big. It was sitting right next to the hole, okay? So I'm up there and, and uh, you know, I drive up there, or not drive, I ride up there. And I look down and I'm looking down and that boulder's at the bottom of the hole. I mean, it's the bottom of, of where they dug the basement. Next thing I know, it's getting like 5, 6 o'clock, car pulls up. And uh, it's the people who are having the house built. And I don't know them at all. And they go, they say to me, hey, is your name Dallas? I'm in, what's going on? I'm in trouble now. What's going on? And I said, well, yeah. Now, at the time, I'm always like, I don't know what I say, seven? I don't know what, however old I was. And I said, well, the neighbor kid said, you pushed that down at the bottom of the, uh, at the basement. And he's going, I got so mad. I said, what? I'm only, like he said, seven years old. The, the other neighbor kid said, you pushed this down. I said, who said that? Now, I'm a kid. I'm not real happy. I shouldn't have said that like that to an adult, but I did. And they said, well, so-and-so, and they said their names. I said, I tell you what, I will go with you right now to their house, and we'll find out who pushed that down in the bottom of the hole. And they went, oh, uh, 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 okay. <laughs> Why? They knew, I, first of all, I was being lied about which I didn't like at all. But secondly, they knew because I was willing to go to those other kids' house that I was telling the truth. They were lying on me because they're the ones that pushed it down. So what's the point? The point is we don't like being lied about. Right? None of us do. Then why do we take it when a devil lies to us all the time? Why do we take that? He lies to us all the time, and every time we get whacked from it. And what happens again the next week and next week? We listen to him again. 
But anybody else's eyes about us, we can't handle it. What? What's this picture? That's how deceptive the devil is. Just here to tell you today, we're living in a time, if we're not careful, we're going to be sucked in like everybody else. They're going to believe whatever the lie is at that time. If you hear it enough and you hear it enough, we're in trouble because we start to either maybe not believe it, but we'll go along with it. What does the Bible tell us to go into this further? In Colossians chapter 3, to build on that, verses 9 and 10. Colossians 3, verses 9 and 10. Do, do not lie. This is God's word. This is, his, this is the authority that we have. I'm sharing with you today the ultimate authority. Not me, not you. Not, this is the authority when we look to his word. His word. Verse 9, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according, according to the image of him, meaning God who created him, us. See, if we're willing to believe from the beginning the way God created us. Things flow together. If we mess it up, and we start to believe any other way, do you know that that, that, it, that what it says about the old person or what is I? In other words, we will start to let other things come in because we have already started to believe something. It's not true. When you believe, listen, and when you believe one lie, you open yourself up to believing a bunch of other lies. God is saying it's so important that he talks about that in his word about lying. And how that we're, if we have to be so careful, you're being lied to all the time, especially in media and forms of government and whatever it might be. Be careful of that fog. What has to happen? It's so frustrating, but this has to happen. You have to be willing to let the fog rise to where you not only see the actual picture, but other people see it too. And sometimes, more than anything else, we don't like it, but it takes time. If you're willing to let the truth just continue to work in your life, man, there's a joy that peace that happens. That that person is lying. I always said, if you lie on your resume to get that door open, to get that job, guess what's going to have to happen? You're going to be exhausted. You're going to have to kick that door, keep it open. You're going to have to keep that door open all, all the time because you're predicated. You built the premise by whatever you're at, whatever you're doing, you've always built it on that lie. Eventually, it comes out. Now, it's frustrating on the one hand, but on the other hand, if you're willing to let God work his way the fog lifts, you see, and guess what? Everybody else sees the truth too. You don't even have to say anything. God created, what's he saying here? In his image. God created, first chapter, of the very first book of the Bible. He created man and he created woman. That's a beautiful thing. 
And we're living in a time, and it's uncomfortable to talk about, but I, I want you to know that, that as a believer that you're on the right track, and, and the Bible says that when you have to talk about certain things, speak the truth in love. And you know what sometimes that means? That means you love somebody enough so much to where your arm is around that person to where they can see the truth too. Now, sometimes that takes a while, just what we said. And what am I getting at? What I'm getting at is I, I, I cannot believe or God created man and woman in his image. What are we being bombarded with? The Lord has put on my heart to talk about that, that what's happening with this movement we call the transgender movement. You know who's under, under pressure more than anybody else today is our teachers. When a, kid, when, a, when a boy decides that he decides that he's going to dress up, he's going to be a girl? Now, wait a minute. Let's go back to what I just said. God created man and woman. You know, all these things about, you know, they're trying to outlaw finally now. The, I'm not a, I don't know much about it, but in a medical field, the puberty blockers and all different things that are going on, we're destroying our young people that the way that you're actually created how do we expect kids to pay attention in school if the true authority is the parent and now at home the kids are actually saying and saying to the parent, this is who I am. Oh, wait a minute. Now, when they turn 18, whether I agree or disagree, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. They're an adult now. But if they're underneath your roof, mom and dad, or wherever, underneath your roof, if, if my son is a boy, he's a boy. If my daughter is a daughter, she's a daughter. As long as they're underneath my roof, you have the authority. You are the authority in that home, not the child. And we wonder why they won't listen to the teacher or won't listen to the police officer today. Because the parent is not actually taking the role that God made at the beginning as man and woman. It's that basic. You open the news, you see it on TV, you see it on the internet every day like I do. Now, why am I saying what I'm saying today? The question is, what's next? If we don't take a biblical stand, evil in this world is never satisfied. It never stops. If we do not take a... You say, well, Dallas, how do I take that stand? It's just what I said. You love someone long enough and you show them the way and you show them what truth is. I truly, I honestly believe that they will see what is right and wrong. How do they see that? Because... They see the turmoil that's going on in their life right now. They see the joy and the peace that you have. What a responsibility do we have? That you and I have this joy and peace that they're struggling with temporarily? Yeah. Bible says sin's fun for a moment, for a while. Yeah, absolutely. But eventually there's just destruction. 
James 3.16 tells us in God's word what I just talked about, where we see any type of all types of self-seeking in the world. God's word tells us there is all types of confusion. When there's confusion, you cannot make the right decision. You can't do it. What do you need? What do you and I need? Because you know what we do? You know what? If you're actually want to be real with yourself today, you actually lie to yourself some. You see, you're actually not even believing what I'm saying right now. You're lying to yourself. You actually lie to yourself some. What do you need to tell yourself the truth? The older that we get, the more we lie to ourselves. And what's the old saying goes, if your wife says you do, you do. Right? Right, husbands? Whether or not you want to admit or not, if your wife says you do, you do. Truth. Truth is that how do we know, how can we make a truthful decision today, which I'm going to close with? There's only two ways. You have to have other people in your life that love you enough, that love you enough, that are willing to tell you the truth. And you have to have this right here. Because even we are fallible. Even we lie to ourselves. Even we get stumbled. And even we are confused that we need this book, which is called God's authority, which is the authority still today, no matter what anybody else tells you. And if you're willing to live this way, there's no greater joy and no greater way to live in this life than according to his word. And if we have that, we have to be willing to give it to other people. And the way we give it to other people is we don't yell. And we don't scream like we see the other side doing today and all the protests and all that. We don't, we don't need to do that. We don't even need to protest. You say, Dallas, what do we do? We take the person one-on-one who is in your life, who you know what exactly what I talked about today, who is being affected in those areas, and you put your arm around them, and it's you love them, and you begin to have that conversation with them. And eventually, God's authority will ultimately always win out. These guys, he's going to tell you and me the truth. Let's close with this verse. John chapter 16 and verse 13. Jesus is speaking about the Holy Spirit. And he says these words as he's getting ready to leave this world. However, when he, the Spirit, the Spirit of what? The Spirit of truth. Notice how God, Jesus says this, this, having this conversation, how he words it. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. The day that we accept Christ as our Savior, do you know that you have the answer for things you don't even know what you're going to face tomorrow? The Bible says for things to come. He will guide you in his truth and show you when those things get here exactly the decision you need to make for your family, 
for your job situation, for things that you thought you might not ever face, the horrible thing of going through a divorce or facing a death, whatever it is, God's saying, I'm here with you. I'm going to guide you through this. And all that time, I'm going to give you a peace to show you because you are willing to believe me, meaning Jesus, which is all truth, and not believe the lie of the devil. Since you're willing to believe me, I'm going to honor, not you or me, I'm going to honor myself, meaning God. I'm going to honor what is in heaven, and those heavenly blessings are going to flow to you. They're actually going to flow to us if we're willing to believe, and here's the key, when we cannot see through that fog, knowing the truth is there, if we're willing to wait and trusting. If you can trust by faith what he is willing to tell you with what you're facing, you'll not only see the truth, you will live in it, and you'll have more joy and peace than you ever, ever thought that you could have, even through the most difficult times that you face in this world. Jesus tells us that he has overcome this world. Let's pray. I don't know what you're thinking today. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you've been through. But I know this. I know the devil's trying to lie to you about many things. I just want many things. And to beat you down. It's never going to work. Nothing's going to change. Just look out for yourself. All those things that he throws in our mind. But I'm here to tell you today, if you rely on the power of the ultimate authority, God Almighty, through his son, Jesus Christ, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. So if you're watching here today, as we do, I get so many comments through the week all over the United States. So I just want to say, as we always do, Jesus is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. And all you have to do is, is to know that truth that he died on the cross for you and for me. He shed all his blood, his perfect blood, for you and for me. And if you're willing to say and pray with me today, you can find heaven as your home. You can find a way through this life. Jesus, I believe you're God's son. And, and Lord, I don't understand everything, but by faith right now. I believe you died on a cross for me. I believe you shed your blood for me. And right now, by faith, I ask you to come into my heart and to forgive me for all of my sins, to cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. 
Father, we thank you that you've shown us the way. Lord, if there's someone even here today, may a friend bring a friend and I can open your word up and pray that same prayer out of the book of Romans. That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, if there's someone here today has not prayed that prayer, it's been legious. May they come forward and I can show them in your word and they can accept you as their savior. Because you are the truth, you're the way, and you're the life. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.